Hello, it's Gareth here. I hope you are well and welcome to episode 51 of the podcast. So we got across the line with 50 last week. I got Sue on and I, um, I enjoyed having Sue on last week. I know she lives in the same house as me and he's a very convenient guest. I don't have her on as often as I should because we tend to have, we have some interesting conversations in the house anyway, but that was a really interesting conversation we had on the podcast last week. And the feedback was you kind of like that kind of stuff. A little bit deeper, a little bit more spiritual, a little bit of philosophy thrown in there as well. And it was nice to do that. It was nice to explore that side of um, myself and also share that with you, the listeners of the podcast. I think something that became clear by doing last week's podcast was that that is the kind of thing me and Stu talk about all the time. That's A lot of my time is taken up in kind of some deep thinking, philosophy kind of conversation somewhere along the line especially people that I kind of work with you know they see that side of me where you know yes there's something about personal development which is all very practical and and I think that's important you know if you want to change something and put something right you can do that really quickly with some of the tools that are available out there from a kind of personal development perspective but when you start to work with people and know them more closely and you know them better then you can start to bring in other ideas which I think are interesting to explore. And I think there has to be something that in this episode today, I've kind of, I was going to do a season two, I was going to start talking about that, saying, oh, I've come up with a season two and I've got a new idea for a new format and all that kind of thing. But the bottom line is, I don't think there's a need for a season two. And this podcast seems to be rolling along just nicely. You know, it's perfectly fine. And actually, the ability to be a bit eclectic about what I talk about and have guests occasionally, then solo podcasts occasionally. It, it kind of works for me. I really enjoy it. And there was a point not that long ago where I was considering not doing any more podcasts. I didn't know whether, whether they had any value to me doing them or whether people really enjoyed listening to them. And I went through a stage of thinking about, you know, get to 50, call it a day. But now I've got to 50. I'm looking forward to getting to the next milestone, which will be 100, which um, by my current adding one a week will take me a year. But we, you know, let's not worry about that too much. Let's just worry about moving on with episode 51. And I think something that I'm going to try out in the next couple of weeks is to just bring in this element of philosophy and spirituality into every every episode, really, if it's appropriate. Because sometimes it isn't. Sometimes I'm kind of fairly clear what I want to talk about. Um, other times I've got guests on, it doesn't always fit. But I'm not going to shy away from talking about some of these deeper subjects. And there's a reason for that, and and I suppose it's why today's episode is entitled Evolution, not Revolution, because I'll explain why I want to talk about this today. Because this morning, and although you're listening to this and it'll be uploaded from Wednesday at 3pm, which is the normal date and the time it um, drops, I'm actually recording it on Tuesday afternoon. And I was up and out early this morning because I had to pick my son up. So George, a few months ago, took his theory test for his car driving thing, his theory test for his driving license, and he failed it. And so today was the kind of the second go at it. So I picked him up early and we went into Leeds. And just to sort of keep, you know, not to hold you in suspense, because people say, oh, did George pass his test this time? Well, it was a different city, but the same outcome, I'm afraid. He failed it again. And I think... If I'm honest, a bit of a light bulb came on today with him. He probably realised he hadn't done as much revision this time as he should have done. Um, I, I have confidence that he'll pass it the third time because I think I think he kind of had a bit of a kind of a wake up call today. So look, 
took him into that. And so he was in Leeds. He had to be in Leeds for eight o'clock. And getting to any city centre for eight o'clock in the morning is a challenging thing. So I was up. I was out of the house at seven o'clock, picked him up, got into Leeds for about quarter to eight, dropped him off. And then I had an hour to kill. And Leeds being as Leeds is at the moment, everything's been dug up. And it's it's always quite a tough place to park. There's never any convenient parking in Leeds. And the street park is ridiculously expensive. And so I thought, well, I'll just, I'll drive around and I'll park out just outside the city. So I dropped him in at the test centre, went outside and ended up, ended up at a place just outside the city centre where I used to work. And if you don't know Leeds, well, if you do know Leeds, I'll start off with that. Just at the end of the M62 or the M621, there used to be a garage there called Fletcher Motors. If you don't know Leeds, you have a clue what I'm talking about. But all I will say is on the entrance to the city, as you're going into the city, about three quarters of a mile out of the centre itself, there's a, a big plot of land. And, and on that plot of land, there used to be a big garage called Fletcher Motors. And for a number of years in the 90s, that's where I worked. I was a car salesman and I worked there at a Peugeot garage selling uh, Peugeots to people. So I ended up going back to that area today and I parked up there because A, I knew there'd be plenty of parking and secondly, I thought I'm not going to have to put any money in the machine because I can just sit in the car. There's unlikely to be a traffic ward in that area because what at one time was quite a busy area is now a bit of a derelict spot really because the garage, as big as it was, is no longer there. So I went back to a place I used to work and the last time I was there actually, the garage was operational. So it was a big plot of land. It was full of used cars because every garage has a used car section. And then there was the two showrooms, one that sold Peugeot's where I worked, and there was a Citroen one next to it. So when I was last there, it was kind of a fairly vibrant little part of Leeds was that. It's no longer that. So I parked up just outside the gates to the garage. And all the garages are no longer there. They've got gates up. So I think it's stopping people going in and maybe... You know, we might sometimes have travellers park up there and put the caravans in. So they've, they've got these big steel gates round. But I parked up and I looked through the steel gates and I could see the old showroom that was still there. One of the showrooms has been knocked down. The area where the car forecourt was is completely grown over now with plants and weeds coming through tarmac. But going back there was really kind of emotional, I have to say, because I have, I have some very fond memories of the of the people and the times I spent in that particular place. Not always the job. I didn't always enjoy selling cars. I think it had a bit of a detrimental effect on me, I have to I have to say. It certainly didn't help me with my alcohol problems. That industry is a bit rife with drinking after work. And the time there, the people I remember fondly, the job not so much. But this is not kind of, you know, I don't want to sort of drag you down memory lane with me here. The reason I'm talking about this is because it's, it's with reference to the word evolution because when I first was working there it was the first time I got into personal development it's the first time I actually heard it was a, a, a tape actually by a guy called Zig Ziglar who was an American or he was he's dead now but it was a, it was an American motivational speaker that was big into advice to salespeople. so we used to listen to this because it was relevant to his job learning how to sell better and from his tapes, I got into Tony Robbins' books. So in effect, my journey into personal development started in that particular space. And I was looking now at that was 19, let's say 1995, when that would have started. And, you know, we're now almost, you know, 20, well, 30 years down the line, aren't we? And my journey in personal development has evolved a great deal. 
and I think it does. You know, if you if you interpersonal, you normally start somewhere that's very practical. You have the idea that you know I can learn how to set goals. I can learn how to I can make a plan. You know, I can look out to be more positive when I need to be. And there's a very practical approach to that side of personal development, and that's what originally kind of I I got attracted to because it helped me in the sales floor and and and, and selling cars. But when you spend more time looking into that and going further, because one book begets another book, begets this, and then over the years, the access to the information has become a lot easier because where back then it was just books and the occasional tape, and now we've got so many different ways you can consume personal development information, whether it be on M- on podcasts, whether it's on videos you see on YouTube, whether it's on MP3s, downloadable books, audio books, written books, e-books. But back then there was nothing, and it's evolved. So getting the information now is much, much easier. And you do get into, if you get into this in a big way, personal development, you're always, you've always got a new book on the go. You've always got a new thing you're looking at. Because you evolved, don't you? And the reason that I mention evolution so much is because the reason I was talking about spirituality and philosophy in the last one is that my journey in personal development has evolved more into that side of things now. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, you start off, you want to learn how to do goals, great. You get the practicalities out of the way. And then I started to develop more about an understanding of myself. So you, you go through this stage where you get the practicality, then you start looking at kind of more about who you are, you know, and your own self-awareness. So the evolution is something that's interesting if you watch somebody who is getting involved with improving themselves because you will find at some point if you stay improving yourself long enough you will start to ask deeper questions questions that could be more of a spiritual nature certainly you'll become more interested in philosophy and how the mind works and how people behave because you're actually actually trying to do all throughout all this is discover how you behave you know, my training, as as far as formal training is concerned, to do this kind of work is in something called NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. And that is really the, you would class it as the science of achievement. It's knowing why people do what they do, how we behave. And it's an interesting thing when you learn how we maybe approach a situation and how we can adjust that situation by changing how we think, how we behave. Something very, very popular in NLP is called modeling, which is where what you do is if you want to do something somebody else has done, you pretty much copy what they did. So they would take it to the stage where if you look at something in sport, you know, a really good runner, and you say, right, he's a really good runner, let's model him. So you would look at the kind of clothes he wore, the shoes he wore, you know, how does he train, what does he eat, you know, how does he run, what does he, what's his step like? So you, you kind of model what they do, even to the point people will model things along lines of kind of, um, you, you might have some kind of process or a system you'll do before a race. You might think, well, you know, Usain Bolt always eats six chicken McNuggets. So if you're modeling him, you'd eat the six chicken McNuggets as well. You'd do everything you could to replicate what he did, hopefully to replicate the same results. So NLP becomes about knowing about yourself and learning more about you. And there comes a point, I guarantee that everybody asks that question, you know, what? what's it all about? You've probably had that conversation with yourself, you know. What's it all about, this thing called life? What am I here for? What's my purpose? You know, these are questions that we ask ourselves. We hear people say this a lot, you know, find your purpose, don't you? There's people sell courses on that now, how to find your purpose in life. 
And I think for me, as I've evolved in my personal development, I've become much more interested in a deeper, more spiritual side to myself. And that isn't always appropriate to bring out with clients. It's not always appropriate to bring out on these podcasts, but sometimes it is. And it's something I think I'm going to try to put into each of the episodes now going forward. A little bit of a kind of a thought for you, a bit of philosophy. Something a bit deeper for you to get your kind of thinking teeth into. So, interestingly, it's there because, you know, it did take me back to where I first started. And we all got to start somewhere, haven't we? You know, it's like poor little George today, not passing his test again. He came out really, really pissed off with himself. But I said to him, you know, I would like to say I said to him calmly, and in a, in a very measured way, but I didn't. I was very annoyed with him because I said, look, you know, you had six months to practice for this. All you had to do was revise. You said you had done. I asked you last week, are you confident to actually pass this test? Because I could have changed it last week for no extra cost. I could have moved it to further down the road for him, you know, and in a few months down the line or a few weeks down the line. No doubt I've been practicing, I'm confident. And yet he actually did worse on this one, mark-wise, than he did on the previous one. So I said, you clearly haven't practiced. You clearly haven't done the revision. So again, that's part of his evolution, that's part of his development, to learn sometimes from the things we do incorrectly as opposed to things we do correctly. Anyway, I want to talk about the week that was, because just talking about learning from experience is something which I think is very relevant um, to me at the moment, because I have to say, in the last two or three weeks, I've been drifting a little bit. I've been getting a little bit annoyed with myself. I've been a little bit frustrated. Um, things haven't been going just the way I wanted them to go. I've been a little bit lethargic and lazy as well. I have to admit that. And this weekend we went walking. As you know, if you listen to my stuff, you know me. I tend to walk on a weekend. And in the last sort of 12 or 18 months, we've been doing that regular walking with our friend Rianne. I know Rianne listens to this podcast, so hello Rianne. And this week I went walking and we went to a part of the world I love. It's called Edale. It's in Derbyshire. It's a little town. And we didn't actually start in Edale this week. We started in a place called Hope, which is just outside Edale. But it gets you onto the what's called Edale skyline, which is like um, like a horseshoe almost of, of hills that overlook Edale. It's a beautiful part of the world and a place that I genuinely love going to. Uh, but not this weekend. Uh, this weekend I had, I was in a mood. I think that's the right thing to say. I was in a mood and I didn't want to be there. And I realised that some of the stuff that's been building up, the frustrations and a little bit of kind of um, annoyance I've got with a few things that have been building up. So I can only handle that, you know. So I can put up with a bit of pressure and stress on my head. I, I can manage that these days quite well. But what I don't normally do is have to manage that while also having to manage what was a very tough walk. So the walk we did involved leaving this town called Hope, and immediately we're going uphill, quite a steep hill. So I've got this thing rattling around in my head of things I think I should be doing, could be doing, why am I here, why am I doing this? I'm already having to fight with that. Then I'm having to deal with legs that really didn't feel like going uphill that day. So I've kind of got this physical pressure, this mental pressure. That came together into ending up turning me into a bit of a kind of lunatic that day. I wasn't happy, I was very short with Rhiannon and Sue, and I thought, oh, you know, a real mess. And for 11 miles on that walk, I did not want to be there, just didn't want to be there. And I made it very clear I didn't want to be there. And, you know, I always know when I start to lose my temper because people go very quiet around me. And I kind of made the decision to walk slightly back from the girls. They were walking up front. I was kind of just keeping my distance and sort of sat there brooding. 
But then 11 miles in, for whatever reason, I'd had a, massive, I'd had a talk to myself and we stopped for some lunch. And it may be the fact we stopped for the lunch, maybe the fact that, you know, we were the, the second sort of lap or the last bit of the walk, the last six miles was kind of relatively um, flat. There were some hills, but not as bad as bad as the first 11 miles. Maybe it was that. I thought, oh, well, it's an easier walk now. And then that's made me cheer me up. Maybe it was the egg sandwich that cheered me up. But anyway, the last five miles I quite enjoyed. But all this is part of my evolution and learning things. So just in the same way today, George learned a lesson. He didn't prepare well enough. He's failed because he's not prepared well enough. You know, he has to do something about that now or the next time will be the same result. And I had to learn that even though I have been doing this personal development now for many, many years, even though this is what I do to earn a living and I work with people doing this personal development, we can still make the mistakes. We still need to remember we're all students. We're all still learning. We should all still have moments where we're not just quite as best. And it was interesting today to see George in that space because he, he had the same look and the same attitude after that test failure that I had on that walk on Saturday. So I could recognise what he was going through. And it probably didn't help that I had a bit of a shout at him when he came out, but I was angry because I thought, you know, I said, there's no need for this. In the same way on Saturday for me, there was no need for me to be chimpy. I'm more than capable of walking up hills. You know, if I'd have embraced the moment, embraced the, the countryside and just gone with the flow, it would have been a much better experience. In the same way now, hopefully he'll embrace the the, the learning and, and get the job done next time. So that weekly walk was interesting and it was beautiful. The weather were horrible as well. And, you know, anyway, I'm not going to go any more into that. It was it was um, one that I'll put and chalk off and put it down to experience. So I had a nice weekly walk. The other thing that I wanted to kind of update people on in this podcast was something I'm doing online with my friend John Steele. I don't know if John Steele listens to these, so hello, John. We've got this video challenge going. We, I know we've talked about this before, but this video challenge, it, we're now into something like we're approaching day 30. So we've been consistently now for the last, I think it's 28, 29 today, putting a video up every day, you know, up to five minutes around a certain subject. And I've got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm right enjoying it. It's, it. it's given me more than I thought it would. I thought it would give me an interest in, in getting back into video and I found very quickly I was back into it. But it's opened up some really interesting stuff. And again, this is evolution. And sometimes part of your evolution is you start to realise that you don't have the same um, worries, the same challenges, the same level of need to be perfect when you evolve. I'm going to tell you why this is... Well, I'm going to tell you now. When I first started to... When I first decided to do videos... I watched a lot of stuff online about people that did what they call vlogs. Now, I don't call this as a vlog. I call it, it started off as a Gareth, the Gareth Boot video journal um, or video, yeah, video journal. I suppose it's a vlog. But when I first started getting into vlogging, and I don't like even when I've said that, to the thought of being a vlogger, when I first started recording video to put online, that's better. When I first started recording videos to put online, I was right bothered about the camera. It had to be perfect. The picture had to be perfect. The sound had to be perfect. If the video wasn't perfect from a visual or audio perspective, I would re-record it. So when I first got into it, you know, some days I could be spending all day doing one video. And those videos over the years I've subsequently deleted. You know, it's a very Gareth Boot thing to do. You know, you delete all your work because you're fed up with it. I'm not doing that these days. And again, that's another set of my evolution, a bit another thing in my evolution, being a little bit more patient before removing stuff. 
But as I've got into this vlog, what I've realised, said it again, vlog, it's not a vlog, it's a video journal. The Gathput video journal. It's like a daily tip, a little bit of a daily kind of bit of philosophy as well in that, actually. You want to check me out on Facebook or actually on YouTube, I could do with some people watching it on because nobody knows about my YouTube channel, so there's nobody looking at it, so there's no views on it. Anyway, if you go to Gareth Boot, search for Gareth Boot on YouTube, you can find me there and give it some give it some love and some likes. I'd really appreciate that. Anyway, back to this, not being perfect. I used to have to have the camera perfect, the sound perfect, and on this, this time, I actually really enjoyed not having to be perfect. In fact... I realised this was one thing that I'd probably dealt with over the last two or three years, this need to be perfect anything. Instead of something being perfect, it's sometimes just got to be done. Do you know what I mean? So getting these videos done, I've managed to use different cameras. I'm not using my fancy camera all the time. I'm just using a pocket camera, a GoPro that I bought many years ago. I've been using that, makes some fantastic videos. Sounds not, you know, radio quality perfect like this podcast is, but it's good enough. And I've really enjoyed doing these. And it's been interesting to hear, watch my evolution with this, but really interesting to watch John Steele's evolution. Now, if he's watching this, he'll start to get a bit self-conscious now because I'm going to say some nice things about him. He doesn't always like that, does our John, saying nice things about him. But his, his first couple of videos, you know, by his own admission, and I'm not thinking I'm speaking out of turn here by saying this, were not particularly good. He started off with a gammy lip and all this and the, the camera quality and the video quality were rubbish and there were a lot of ums and ahs and he, there was no, it, it was, they were crap, John. Sorry, mate, but they were. But you know what? After about a week, there was a noticeable difference in his, in his attitude on them videos. And actually now, I have to say, if you saw his first video as opposed to where he's now some 30 days in, it's like night and day, seriously like night and day. His videos are interesting, they're well put together, he's talking about some really interesting subjects, because he's talking about what he knows, he's talking about what he loves, he's talking about photography. And that's really crucial, because as we develop more, and we understand ourselves more, which is part of this deeper spiritual uh, philosophy side to our... We all have it, by the way, we all have it. When we, when we approach that and we start to embrace that more, you start doing more work that looks genuinely like you. You know, it's genuinely what you're saying. You think, yeah, that's 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 the John I know. Because again, talking about photography, he loves talking about it. And he has got some very good hints and tips and takes some fantastic pictures. So, so watching him talking about something that he's A, very good at and secondly, clearly enjoys, comes across in these videos. So it's been a really interesting um, first approach in 30 days now. So by the time I do the next video next week, we'll be well into his 30. So we'll have done his first month, which is another significant point for us. Just like doing the 50th episode of this podcast was a big deal. Doing the first full month of what is a 12-month challenge will be a big deal. But it's been nice to watch him evolve and it's been nice to see myself not having to be so perfect because you can be more natural. And like I did only this morning while I was waiting for George and just just look at watching it back and I'm thinking, you know, if I were being really critical, I think the video were a bit quick and it's all, I've almost got like a speeded up voice and I don't know why. But I would have worried about that in the past. Not now. Just get it done, put it up, leave it at that. So doing something and watching yourself evolve is really important. And it's important that you recognise the need to evolve as well. Because if you hold back from evolving yourself, you'll stay in one place. And like I'm fond of saying, if you're standing still, you're not actually not going nowhere. You're actually slipping back. 
because you always think, well, I'm, I'm not moving backwards. Well, you are because everything else is moving forwards. So if you don't embrace an evolution, then you end up slipping back. And I do say evolution, not revolution, because I think sometimes you can want to do too much too quick. Like me thinking about putting a season two on and changing the format after I'd done 50 episodes of this podcast. That was kind of revolution. We don't need that. We need evolution. Sometimes we need revolution, but very, very rarely. There's only certain times you need to really break something and start again. Um, I'm going to talk about that actually coming up <laughs> because I am breaking something and starting again. Um, but generally as a rule, evolution, much better than revolution. So we had a nice walk. There's my little update on the, the video journal thing that's happening. Um, and one thing that happened this week that I haven't done for 14 months, I went out for a meal. I'm going to talk about this because it was a really, really nice experience. Clearly we've had a pandemic. Restaurants have been closed. Pubs have been closed. Now, pubs closing is not a big deal for me. I don't go to pubs. I don't drink in pubs. Um, but we did used to go out on a regular basis to eat, and we haven't done that for a long time. So every year at Christmas, um, Sue's daughter and son-in-law, so I suppose technically I was married, um, my daughter-in-law as such, you know, anyway, Sue's daughter and, and son-in-law, they always take us out for a meal. It's their Christmas present to us. You don't tend to buy as much at Christmas. We'll always get a few little treats, some chocolates or something nice, but then they'll say, they take us out for a meal. It's become kind of a... A, what's the word I'm looking for? It has become a... What is it? When you do something on a regular basis, it's become... Um, <laughs> right. Anyway, we do it regularly. It's become a... Do you know, I'm not going to go on till I've remembered what this was. It's become not a routine. It's become a... I'll come back to it. Anyway, we go out on a regular basis. And every Christmas, they buy us a meal. They take us out generally in January for that meal. I know that meal, you know, they pay for it. They pick us up, they take us out. It's a lovely evening out. Well, because of the pandemic, it never happened in January, February, March or April. The first time I could do it was this weekend, May. And we went out to a place in Leeds called Mowgli, which is a, it's like an Indian street food place. And because, obviously, me and Sue... As you'll know from the last podcast, we're, we're pretty much plant-based. Certainly, Sue's definitely plant-based. I do have a little bit of meat, a very small amount now and again, but she never eats it. So we have to be kind of very con con conscious of where we go because, you know, if Sue can't eat anything, it's a waste of time. So Sue's daughter's always switched on with this kind of stuff, and she picked this place called Mowgli. Indian street food, absolutely delicious. And for those of us that are more plant-based than others, it's got some great op options on there that are not, that have got no meat in them because one thing you you learn when you you change your diet and you become plant-based if you ever do that it's very hard to find good plant-based food you go to a pizza place you can have a margarita if, if you're vegetarian if you don't eat any animal product at all and won't eat milk it's very hard to find a vegan pizza some are doing it more but not many so when you went to a place like an italian generally you had the choice of pasta with some tomato sauce in it or some element of pizza with tomato on and it's boring and, and and other places, you know, you, if you go to an English place, you'll generally get some mushroom tart or something. Anyway, Indian street food is fantastic, and you never miss the meat in it. So it's a really good kind of um, kind of cooking to do and eating to do if you are a bit more plant based. So we went to Mowgli, 
And the, a lot of the restaurants now, and this Mowgli place is the same, they offer like this tapas thing, which is basically where you get small plates. So it's not a full-size meal, it's a small plate. The only thing that don't seem to change in that setup is the price, because the price looks like you've paid for a full-size plate, but actually what you pay for is a small plate. There's the Yorkshireman in me coming out in it, you know, tight Yorkshireman, but it's a fact. Um, some of the dishes were very, I thought they were lovely. They were all lovely, they really were. Um, but a couple I thought, you're a bit expensive there, you lot. You know, that needed to be £2 cheaper. Um, you know, compared to what I could get a normal curry for it, my local curry house down here, got a full dish of it for the price you give me there for a little spoonful on a plate. Anyway, great food, lovely experience. But to be out again felt really strange. And I think one of the things that we've probably done through lockdown, a lot of us, we've evolved a bit here. We've evolved into spending more time in his house, appreciating our home and our home cooking more. I certainly know that's true of me and Sue, and I certainly know it's true of many people that I know. They've they've realised that maybe going out is a one-off thing because it's, it's expensive. Secondly, the food isn't always sometimes as good as you can cook at home. And certainly not as far as the... Uh, the food is concerned in our household. You know, we cook great food. So if you ate food in our house, it's just like you've gone to a restaurant, I have to say. I'm not blowing me on Trump, but it's a fact. Ask anybody that's eating here, they'll say the same thing. But going out there and spending that time out in Leeds was really strange because we hadn't done it for so long. And in some ways it felt like we'd only done it yesterday. You know, it was very familiar. But it did feel strange to be out. And I, I felt myself kind of, as we got towards... Sunday evening, we were going out, I think it was 6.30, the table was booked for. As I was getting ready, I thought, I don't really want to go out tonight. You know, I want to stay in and, you know, get warmed up and put my slippers on. And I don't wear slippers. Well, I do have some slippers, I don't wear them. Makes I sound like an old man then. But I was still getting over the previous day's chimpiness on the walk. So I wasn't great the weekend, full stop. But actually, when I came back from going out, I felt great. Right, I've remembered what this is now. We do it every year. It's become a tradition. There you go. That's what the meal out is every Christmas. It's a tradition. Goodness me. I want to rest it till I found out what that word was. Anyway, tradition. So we went out for a meal. Very nice. Went into Leeds. Lovely jubbly. So lovely that things are getting back to normal. But I do think, you know, people have evolved in some ways to the to a new habit. We've, we've, we've moved up a level. So although the place had a few people in, it wasn't stacked. The town centre... Was a, was a few people around, because kind of that time on a Sunday, shops have shut, and there were people wandering about. There was some lad getting thrown in back of a police wagon, which was funny. So he would, he would dress quite nicely, and he'd realised he'd probably had too much, and he was getting chelpy with coppers as we were walking past. And I just thought, you need to show up here, mate, because this is only going to end one way, and it's a good way for you. But he kept going on and on and on, and the next thing we know, back at Vans opened up, and he's um, being escorted into it. I'm sure to sleep off his drunken stupidity in a cell somewhere. So as first meal out, so that's something else I wanted to talk about this week. And I actually meant to list this week. I don't often do this, but I, this is not the first time I tried to record an episode of 51. This is probably about my eighth attempt. And I'm getting pigged off with um, tripping over myself. So I thought I'd write it down. I should have wrote tradition down, shouldn't I? That would have saved me all that. I'm in an hour and I'm wondering. Next thing I've got on my list here, two rabbits. What does that mean? Let me tell you what that means, two rabbits. Since the weekend and the walk, I've started to be a little bit more aware of my focus. And the reason I mentioned two rabbits is there's a wonderful saying. I don't know where it comes from, but I'm guessing it's clearly somewhere where they hunt rabbits. Because the saying is, a man who chases two rabbits catches neither. And the whole point of that particular saying is, 
you need to focus on. If you're trying to focus on two things, you'll probably miss both. You need to focus. You need to become more focused. And I know this to be true. And I think what's happened to me in the last few weeks is I've become a little bit unfocused. I've, I've got several little ideas bouncing about. So Monday morning, I kind of decided to have a fresh start to the week and a fresh start to my kind of attitude. So I felt much better on Monday after the weekend. And I sat down and thought, right, let's make a list of all the stuff you've been putting off, all the things you've been putting to one side that you know you need to do, let's get them done. Made a list, worked through it. And what that was doing, it was starting to give me focus. My focus was becoming clearer. Um, I have a Facebook page that I use for Gallup Book Coaching. And I've got about another three Facebook pages. Two of them are jokey pages. And I would mention them to you, but there's no point because part of my focus this week is to be to get rid of some of this stuff, these kind of distractions on on the on this sort of outsides and the the kind of the the edges of what I'm doing. They've all been taken on for the time were right reasons. I set these two things up because I wanted to experiment with being a bit comedic online and. That you wouldn't know they were me. They were done under a different guise. There were there were pages and anyway. Long story short, I got rid of all the pages of things that are a distraction. I wanted rid of the distraction to focus. So that went, and it got me to the point where I thought I wanted to do two things. One is I want to be really concentrating on what I do with Gareth Boot, the Gareth Boot podcast, the Gareth Boot Facebook page, the Gareth Boot website. What is that all about? And I realised when I keep looking at it, the evolution of that is it, it was always meant to be, is Gareth Boot, this is where I am, I'm a mentor, do you want to buy something off me? And it never quite got there. And it never quite got there because I realised I was never that interested in doing something as Gareth Boot under my own steam. So over the years, and certainly over these podcasts, you may have heard me mention the word better 24-7, which is something was going to be a joint effort, a team effort, me and Sue doing something together. That didn't work out, you know, for a number of reasons. I think it was unclear what the message was. So I got rid of that and then I kept going back to what do we get about? Well, this podcast really is my playground. I get a chance to play about and it's nice and I enjoy it. But I no longer want to be kind of pushing myself as, as, a, as a mentor and as a coach. I don't think it's something that a, I've managed to be able to really get into because I don't really have the venom for it. But I do have the interest and I do have the venom for helping people. And I want to do that in a different guise. So where Better 24 7 didn't work, that had to go. It had been dangling around for too long. So earlier this year, I came up with another idea, which was to take my work, which is called The Care System. If you've not read my book, why not? Get a copy. It's fantastic. My book was about the care system. And I wanted to, to, to explore that more and spend more time looking at ways to get that into companies, into individuals, so they could use the principles of this care system. And it kind of resulted in with coming up an idea for something called Care for Success. And Care for Success is now my latest project. And more importantly, it's the only project I really want to focus on. That's why the two silly web pages have disappeared off Facebook. And that's why this podcast, to some degree, isn't going to have a season two and change. I'm going to stick with this, talk a bit more about spirituality and philosophy, you know, be a bit more me on this. But Care for Success is very different. Care for Success is going to be a, basically a page, very limited free stuff on there. This is about selling a product, which is a program or a course or an online program and course that's going to help you improve yourself, whether you're in business or whether you're an individual. There'll be something for both. Care for success is the focus I want to have now. And 
in a way, that's my evolution. I've gone from a stage where I've tried doing it by myself. It didn't feel right. I've tried to adjust the way I did it. It still didn't feel right. This feels right. The idea of just keeping the Gareth Boot dot com website going a few blogs maybe a blog once a week a little podcast get to chit chat to my mates on here talk to you about stuff by myself when i fancy that you know and just keep that so people are aware of what i do and it gives you a flavor for me and it gives you a flavor for what i the kind of things i talk about the podcast and the blogs are quite interesting but the real work the pushing and the selling products and services is going to come through care for success and i think that is something now that i've been putting off for a while that's why I can talk more on this stuff about spirituality because this is just me. This is about me, my own personal stuff. I think you'll get some value out of it. But as far as the day-to-day, what can I buy from Gareth? That's disappearing and it's moving into Care for Success. So careforsuccess.com is now live. It has been for a couple of weeks. But I did something today. In fact, I did it about two hours ago, which I'm excited to share with you. I've set it up as a limited company. So I didn't know you could do this online. Well, I kind of did, but I didn't realize it was simple as this now because it's a while since I've set a limited company up. Literally, went online. I've registered Care for Success Limited. That's now an official limited company. So this is starting to feel now like this is this is proper. There's a proper website. It's got a very much more of a professional look to it. There's now a limited company attached to that. So I'll be able to then get a limited a bank account. So this is going to become something now that becomes my primary focus is Care for Success. I think it's got real potential. I think it can work within businesses, within groups, within organizations. It can certainly work with with individuals. And there'll be ways you can access this information, this program. So I've taken all the work I've done over the years and I've put that together in a format which is easy to accept and easy to understand. Tied that with my care system that I invented or discovered, I think is probably more accurate. So now Care for Success is using those principles of the care system to help you improve your business, improve your life, improve your fitness, improve improve anything, just to become the best version of yourself you can be. Or if you're a company, the best version of the company you can be. I'm excited by it. And I have to say, that added focus that I brought to it really, really just feels good. So I am going to still keep doing these podcasts. I am still going to keep getting my guests on. Am I going to podcast on Care for Success? This time, there's no plans to. The only thing I'm going to do with Care for Success is to be probably creating some videos, which will not have me in them. They'll be more kind of... you ever see the videos online, them kind of motivational videos where there's music and there's pictures and the sounds? I'm going to have a play at doing that. So it's less about me is Care for Success. It's more about the principle of the care system, and it's going to be involving other people. So other people will be able to deliver this for me. Other people will be involved with some aspects of it. We can I can bring in different resources and different people to work with on this. It's collaborative. It's exciting. It's kind of where I want to be. And I realize that's only come through evolution. It's evolved. And every step of an evolution is something you think, oh, I've got there now, great. But then you can evolve even more. And this will evolve. Care for success will evolve. I'm sat here now as I'm recording this and I've, Got all the, the, you know, I've got all the, the Instagram, the Twitter, the the YouTube account, all that set up now. Now it's just a matter of taking it to the next level, which is telling people about it and getting people to pay for some of those services. So you can check it out if you go to garthpool.com. You can there's a link there to Care for Success, or you can go to careforsuccess.com itself, and you'll find us there. But this feels really, really good, and I think this is something that has 
got a lot of potential. And the fact that I don't think it needs a blog and I don't think it needs a a podcast. Why would it? You know, I don't want people coming there just to listen to free stuff. You want to listen to free stuff, you can come to here because this is where my stuff is now. All this is free. It's all good stuff. It's all a bit personal development. You're learning stuff. Today you've been learning about evolution, you know, trusting yourself. And evolving and allowing yourself to evolve and not getting frustrated when you're along the way because it's all part of your journey and all that kind of thing. So that's it. So that's me. A bit of exciting news there about this focus, careforsuccess.com. Check it out. Um, the other thing as well I've done this week, I'm going to share this with you because I'm always interested in um, talking about this, which is diet. And when I mention diet, some people, oh. So I've already talked a bit today about being plant-based and all that. But I tried something... I tried removing sugar from my diet. I've been at this about 10 days now, and I didn't realize that it had been that long, to be honest, because in the past I've tried to quit eating sugar. Now, just let me qualify this. I don't eat lots of sugar. I'm not sad that eating bags and bags of sweets, but I used to have biscuits in the house. I'd have three or four biscuits every night. And in the last 10 days, I kind of made a decision that I wanted to clean my diet up. So... Two things. I bought some fruit. I started eating fruit, right? Which there's a joke in our house because I lived with Sue for five years before she saw me eat a piece of fruit. And she said, you never eat fruit, you. So I went out and bought a pineapple. And then I forgot to cut it up and it just went off. So, you know, anyway, I'm eating more fruit and I'm enjoying that. And I'm not having as much bread in my diet these days. I'm, I'll, I'll talk more about this in, in, in coming podcast episodes because, again, this is part of evolution, my diet's evolving and I'm, I'm quite interested to where this is taking me because I'm feeling much more energised without eating the rubbishy food, the fruit I'm really enjoying, um, learning this kind of food that works for me and doesn't like rice works for me, bread not so much. It's It's been really interesting but this idea of eating more fruit and more um, lentils and more beans, I've been doing that for about 10 days now and I feel wonderful on it, you know, it's, it's a really it's been a really good learning for me and at some point I'm sure um, I'll talk more about it, but not today. I've kind of said enough about that now. In fact, I think I've said enough full stop. We're getting towards 40 or 42 minutes I've been talking. It does seem like two minutes ago I started it. Okay, so there you go. You've learned a bit about this week. So I've talked about it. give you all the vlog update. I've talked about the weekend walk. Oh, I mentioned the two rabbits in focus. I'm just going through the list here, and I'm should, I should really not be taking this out loud, but I am doing it. Yeah, I've covered everything off. So there you go. Episode 51, almost done. Listen... I'm going to leave you with a little bit of philosophy um, because I would like to start doing this every week if it's appropriate, it does feel appropriate now. If you're somebody who hasn't ever considered the idea of being of exploring your spiritual side, don't be scared by this. There's nothing to be afraid of. What, you, what I believe spirituality is, is about learning who you are and your connection and where you fit into this society, this world, this planet. So really, spirituality is more a discovery of you than it is a discovery of a divinity of any, any any kind. I think there's a lot going on at the moment in Gaza and and around the Israel with this nonsense going on down there. When we look at where religion has put its fingers, there's always some mess. Religious wars, religious falling out, you know, people falling out because we we we, we call God a different name. This is not spirituality. This is very different. This is religion, and religion has, and I'm not a religious person. But spiritual is different. Spirituality is different. Spirituality is recognizing who you are. And one of the things, the challenges we all face is actually exploring that with open, an open mind, an open perspective. 
And, and it's something you have to experience. So something I've been doing recently, which is something I'm going to leave you with as a little tip. If you want to develop your self a bit more and you want to approach this kind of deeper version inside of yourself is to spend some time in silence. And it sounds silly, but we don't do that a lot these days. And when I talk about silence, I mean with no distractions. Not just sat there quietly looking at your phone. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about sat quietly in a chair. You can sit on the floor. If you want to go the old yoga business, you can sit there cross-legged. Sit there in silence with no phone, no distractions, and see how long it is before your mind starts to tell you you should be somewhere else. I can guarantee it'll be within a very, very short period of time. But when we sit in silence, we start to go inward. And it's going inward. It's this development of spirituality. And if you spend time in silence, more importantly, sat there not judging what's coming up, just recognising what thoughts are coming through and allowing them to pass through your mind, this will ground you and make you feel very peaceful very quickly. Don't give any thought to what's been coming up in your head. Just let it drift out. Recognise it almost as if, see, I can see what you're saying. Interesting, let it go. Don't attach any emotion or feeling to it. Just let it drift in and drift out. If you want to start to approach this more and you want to inv invite you, I would invite you to, to experiment with this. Time in silence. And the place you can sometimes get the best experience of this silence is if you're in nature. Just go outside and be in nature and listen. Listen to the silence. And you'll hear the noises of nature. And they have an ability to make you feel really grounded very quickly and bring a peace to you, which you have to experience to understand what I'm talking about. It's one of the reasons I love walking. Because when I'm walking and I'm in that silence, and though I might be walking with other people, we're not always talking. When you're walking in that silence and you kind of get that feeling of peace and connection with that that's around you, and that's when you're starting to explore a spiritual side. So I'm going to keep it very, very low-key on that one today, but that's my tip for you today. If you want to explore this, spend some time in silence. And if you're somebody who right now saying, I'm not doing any of that, you're missing a trick. I really do believe that. Because you'll be surprised. Your level of personal development will go to a whole different level. It'll get deeper. It'll get more profound if you open yourself up to an idea that there's something deeper in you that you're looking for. There's a deeper side to you that needs to come out and have a voice and be heard and be respected and be honoured. There you go. Right. Hope you've enjoyed that one. I will see you next week for episode 52. Until then, any questions, let me know. You can always get in touch with me at garethbook.com. Do check out Care for Success, see what you think of it. And until the next episode, you take care.